Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Sagra, your holistic registered nurse. Thank you for all the viewers and listeners who have been following me. And I am so happy and proud to have Chef Ramses Bravo as our guest today. And so thank you, Chef. And let me just read a little bit about you. And I want to get to know you more as we have the conversation and I'm sure the audience would be happy and eager to get to know you more, especially your journey and what you can share with them. Is, that would be so helpful in these current times. So okay. we have Chef Ramses Bravo. He is the executive chef for True North Health in Santa Rosa, California. He's also the creator of bravopb.com where you find his online plant-based cooking courses. He is the author of Bravo and Bravo Express Cookbooks. Although he trained as a regular chef with a little intervention from the universe, he found himself working as a plant-based chef and has been working there for 50, over 13 years. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Grace. Yes, uh, I've been there now 13 and a half 13 years. And yeah. And so you know why what attracted me really to invite you is the the fact that you have a heritage that might be similar to mine because I come from the Philippines and with that historical um heritage of Spanish and a lot of mix of culture then I end up here and learning and adopting new ways of cooking and so from what I read and heard and listened to some of your interviews, you have that journey that, you know, as you said, a regular chef, so I guess a chef will be knowing how to cook everything and anything. But your specialty right now is, is plant-based. So what is it that you do? How about you just go straight to the moment when you just have that transition like as if there's a divine intervention pulling you to learn and to embrace something that's not totally like very cultural uh, yeah this definitely is not a um <laughs> as you say cultural kind of thing uh, i have some uh, friends from the philippines um and Although the food is delicious, uh, it is very much, um, you know, a, uh, we use a lot of oil, both in uh, Mexican and uh, Filipino cultures, as I understand it, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so doing a uh, plant-based uh, diet where there is no chicken or pork or eggs or cheese or any of that um it's quite a shock actually for for a lot of people um i have family members who have to have meats at every meal otherwise they feel like something's wrong um and so you know i have that to deal with um as well and that's just the food itself um the social uh, aspect of it is you know the family members going, you know, why don't you want to eat this food anymore? 
or why don't you want to cook this way for us anymore? Or, you know, especially my grandma, you know, when she, when she still cooks regular, you know, lots of oil, lots of fry, fried stuff, um, a lot of meat, um, it becomes a somewhat disrespectful not to eat her food. So there's that sort of social family dynamic that plays part, um, which can be difficult <laughs> for sure. Um, but, um, you know, you just navigate it, you know, day by day. It's not going to be perfect every time. Um, and you just kind of hold to what you, your values are, you know, and as human beings, we, we evolve and we change and hopefully we try to get better every day. Um, and sometimes, you know, change can uh, create a little bit of conflict, but, you know, there is a way to navigate all that. Very true. Yeah, I had similar experience, but, but because I do, did really understand why I'm doing it, and especially is for my health, like if all the many things that we cannot control, some uh, uh, things that are, affect our health, but we seem to have a difficulty on controlling these this things, such as let's just say, you know, how the food, man, food industry put many things in the food, whether it's processed or not. Sometimes I don't have control of that. Like if you go to a restaurant and, you know, it's, it's a regular restaurant, I don't have a control of that. But when I'm at home or what am I buying, all I know is I have a control with that. So that's I, my interest is how I could manage it. So I could, if, as long as I know that I am going to be healthy, like it kept me moving because I grew up sickly. And so I wanted to hear your story on how, how was your health before before you learned or before you focus on the plant base and and how is it now um when i left my last quote-unquote regular chef job um i was about 30 pounds heavier than i am now i was much heavier um and although i did not necessarily um have uh, high blood pressure or diabetes, or at least not that I knew of. <laughs> um, I definitely felt very sluggish. Um, I did not have energy to keep up with my daughter, who was two years old at the time. Um, you know, so playing with her was more like, you know, you play and I'll watch you from the couch. Um, versus now I can run around and keep up with her. Um, uh, she's a teenager now, but I also have a couple of, uh, I have a niece and a nephew who are five and two, and they have a lot of energy, um, and I'm able to keep up with them. I don't think I could run around with them and climb and crawl and toss them around and spin them uh, back when I was in my regular chef's job. So it's definitely a huge, it makes, it made a huge difference for me to adopt this diet um, and I, you know, I really wasn't trying, you know, my story goes from, you know, being a regular chef to suddenly, um, quitting the job where I was and I was looking to do my own, um, uh, catering business. Uh, and then I get a phone call that led to the job where I'm at. Um, 
at the time I didn't think of, you know, staying for as long as I have. Um, and I wasn't really looking for, I didn't, I, I didn't sign up for the job thinking, you know, I'll get healthier. Uh, it was a job and I wanted to learn. I did not have a lot of experience cooking um, plant-based. Um, but my goal was to do a good job uh, for my catering company, which never uh, took form. So I, I thought, you know, if I join uh, this um, place, True North Health Center, um, I'll just be there for about six months. I'll learn some uh, plant-based stuff. Uh, and then I'll move on and do what I'm actually looking to do. Um, but because of that huge weight loss that I encounter and that um, high increase of energy level, um, it was hard to deny that there was something behind it, that there was something to it. Um, and although I very much wanted to be a regular chef, and to this day I still do, um, once you learn that plant-based can really improve your health, um, you can't unlearn it. And then you and you can't, or at least for me, I can't turn my back on it and think, ah, oh, well, it's not that important um, because it is. Um, it's made a huge impact on my life. Uh, it has slowly but surely made an impact on my immediate family members, my uh, parents and my sister. Um, and also for my daughter. Um, so it was, it was hard to just say, well, you know, no big deal. You know, I, you know, six months I'm done here. I go back to the regular stuff. Um, because I, I, I knew a, a much different picture then. And so, um, so I stayed, you know, <laughs> I'd stayed. I was, I was only thinking to be there. In, um, I was only thinking to be there six months and now it's been 13 and a half years. So, I am 13 years overdue at this point. <laughs> One thing that you said that's really um, resonated to me is when you said when you learn something really good, it's really hard to turn your back and not know about it. And, uh, and I, I also rem remembered when my friends would say, but you used to eat that. So why aren't you going to eat that? You know, or you used to drink any just kind of water. So why aren't you eating? Why aren't you drinking that? Then my answer to them would be just because that's how I grew up. It doesn't mean I cannot change. I'm already in a different country, in a different environment, and it would be just nice to experience something. Then of course they would ask, and now you can share more how you did it. And they'll say, why don't you miss our food? I saw, then I said, I do, but I know how to make my food kind of like still same similar taste to our food, but in just a different way, you know, like for us, we do a lot of rice, whether it's rice in the morning, could be rice as dessert, rice in the afternoon. And we do a lot of just uh, root crops as well, you know, and that could be with a lot of sweets. But I, I continue to be creative. So tell me and share to us those ways that you could um, innovate from a cultural way of eating, which is also family, which in health, without family, it's number one nutrition is a good family relationship. So how do we balance 
and manage that relationship Yes, you said out of respect. And maybe you could start also by telling us eventually who is in your family that influenced you for your love of cooking. Uh, that one, that last question was easy. You know, I, I fell in love with cooking because of my grandmother. Um, I grew up in her kitchen and she was always so busy, but she always seemed so happy. Uh, and I thought, man, I, I, that's what I want to do. <laughs> that's what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be happy in a kitchen, um, working and eating because it's going to be so much fun. Um, and so that's what I did. You know, from a very early age, I knew exactly what I was going to be and what I wanted to do. Uh, but uh, as I mentioned, suddenly, you know, I was uh, shown a different way. Um, and it was difficult at first because, as you mentioned, he's like, well, for your experience, is like, uh, well, don't you miss it? Um, and the answer to that is yes, I miss it every day. Um, not everything that I used to eat, I miss. There are some things that I don't care for at all anymore. And, you know, you could put them in front of me and I wouldn't have any problem with it because um, I just don't have any attachment to that anymore. Um, but the social part of it, as I mentioned before, you know, especially with my grandma, um, it was a bit of, you know, you don't disrespect, you know, what grandma's making for you. Um, so it was difficult at first, but what I did was I just simplified it. Um, I just took it down to sort of the core level for me. Um, so my job and my passion, uh, to be a chef, um, is simple. I want to cook delicious food. Um, that's it. You know, that's the, at the, at the most basic level of, um, psychology or, you know, or functionality. Um, that's it. I just want to cook, eat and enjoy delicious food. So that does not require anything to be meat-based or plant-based or healthy or unhealthy. It's just, you know, my number one job. I'm a chef. I'm supposed to make delicious food. Um, and so if I broke it down to that very simple level, I could say, okay, I'm still going to do that. That's not going to stop. That's not going to change. Uh, I'm just going to do it a little bit different from what I used to do um, because it's something new. So I'm trying to get more knowledge, different experiences. I'm trying out different flavor combinations, um, which every chef does anyway. Um, and as you mentioned uh, from your experience, you know, I don't have to do it the same way I've always done it. I'm in a different country. I was not born in the US um, either. So I'm in a different country. I'm speaking a different, different language than the one I learned as a child. Uh, and so I am trying to learn a different language, uh, so to speak, in the within the realm of you know, what it is for me to be a chef. Um, so once I, I did that and, and I made that sort of mental switch, um, it was just easy, you know? So if somebody say, hey, you know, don't you wanna eat? Do you remember kind of where I uh, left off? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So no, this is still good. You were talking about your grandma. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Let me put it in. Um, I'm a grandma. Um, uh, so yeah. Um, when I sort of made that switch and um, took it to that sort of basic level again and realized that uh, I was still a chef. I was still doing what I love to do. My reason for being a chef had not changed. Um, it had not been taken away from me. I was still going to cook and enjoy delicious food. Um, then I had no, no, no issues with it. Um, it did take me a while, you know, it wasn't like, ah, oh, you know, let me think uh, for about five minutes, how do I make this uh, okay? Uh, it did take some time to just sort of understand and come to, to grips with it and come to peace with it. Um, but once I finally did that, you know, then everything was fine. Um, I still enjoy lots of great food. Um, and, and what happens is because I'm still cooking great food, delicious food. Um, I can bring it over to my family's house for a, you know, get together party function uh, for no reason at all, necessarily. If it's still delicious, they eat it. Uh, and so they recognize that I'm still doing what I do best and doing what I love. And they can appreciate the, really the, the yumminess of the food that I still make for them. Is there like uh, one or two dishes that you, you, use, you bring to your family that's maybe totally, um, not totally, but you have upgraded it into a healthier version and yet it still will be part of the cultural food? Um, I can't think of like one or two specific dishes. Um, How about the, any kind of rice dish? Any kind of rice dish. Yeah. Oh, like uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, I did discover, um, I didn't discover it. I, I had used it before, um, but I do make a couple of really nice uh, dishes using um, wild rice. Um, that is just number one delicious, but it's also hearty and filling. Um, that, that's also another thing that once I understood that, you know, plant-based can be delicious, uh, then I started thinking, you know, how do I actually make these sort of dishes satisfying? Because now that's the next challenge, how to make it taste good and be satiating for the people eating it. Um, so I've used wild rice uh, in multiple forms because it's hearty, it's filling, you know, with all the components uh, together, uh, it can be delicious. Uh, and people are not going, man, you know, that was good, but I'm still hungry. Um, so I make a, um, a wild rice and spinach salad. Um, what else? I mean, a wild rice and, and quinoa salad. Uh, both of them have like different, um, you know, dressings and ingredients and whatnot. Um, but, you know, that's sort of uh, the approach. 
make it tasty, make it filling, make it look appetizing as well. That's also important. Um, and you just go, you know, whether it's rice or it's a bean dish or it's a roasted vegetable dish. Um, you know, it's as long as it tastes good, there is a use for it. People will like it and accept it. I'm with you with that. You know, it's really the taste. Sometimes it's even uh, interesting. I used to not say anything what I placed in my food. Then I just let them taste it, you know, and then they just think that it has the same spices that we used to do, you know, back home. And that until I, until they realize when they, when I say that, oh, I, I, I prefer not to have this kind, this type of spice, like, okay, not using oil, you know, things like that, or not adding sugar. So I, I kind of just say that after the fact, or when they're offering me something, then if I ask, oh, did you add this to that food? He said, okay. So I said, let me, let me just taste a, a teaspoon, but I've been trying to really eat better so that for my health. And so they, they kind of like, okay, with that <laughs> eventually. So you, in front of you, you have, you have really interesting um, bowls of spices, I would say, right? And so how about you want to share that and eat what you do with that or what's your best favorite spices? Yeah. Um, so are you asking about the ingredients I have here, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to do a um, quick demonstration for you. Uh, one of the most popular um, dressings that I make, which is a lemon parsley dressing. Um, very simple, uh, four or five ingredients. Uh, but what I really wanted to demonstrate was um, the thought process of how to put it together um, and then making sure you taste it. So as you know, one of your viewers might decide to give this a try, um, they might not necessarily know when it's right. Um, and so that's more importantly, the information that I wanna give to them. Um, because a lot of times, um, I think regardless of what kind of diet you, you, you eat, I think everybody knows that you should eat healthier. Not everybody wants to eat healthier. Not everybody does. Not everybody will. But I think pretty much everybody knows that they should because, you know, eating healthier means, you know, better health, less visits to the doctor, less money spent on medicine, you know, having less body aches and, you know, problems, uh, you know, with the kidney or joints or skin or whatever the case may be. Um, so I think everybody knows that eating healthy is, is a good thing. Um, but for those who decide, okay, I know I should eat healthier and I'm gonna give it a try, but now how do I do this? Because again, the goal is to, if you're gonna make the switch is be able to maintain it. And if it doesn't taste good, people don't stick with it. Um, it's just that simple. Uh, you know, again, going back to the, the very basic of being a chef, make yummy food, regardless of what it is you're making. If it tastes good, that's great. If it doesn't, there's no use for it. Um, 
So unless you have you're you are a or someone out there is a terminal cancer patient, you know, someone like that will eat anything for as long as they can in order to stay alive. Uh, but most people are not in that situation, so it has to taste good. Otherwise, they don't stick with it. Uh, and so I wanted to demonstrate the the thought process behind a simple dressing so that um, people can apply that to other dishes. Um, so we can um, begin the demonstration here. Take a yeah, quick sip of water. Okay, so I'll show you the ingredients that I have here. I have my parsley. In here I have some uh, lemon juice that I'm gonna use. And here we go. Uh, I have some cashews here. Uh, I have some garlic cloves. I do have a little bit of uh, vegetable broth. I may or may not use that and you'll see uh, how and why. Mm -hmm. so I have my blender here. And so the first thing is, you know, what is this? It's a dressing uh, and it's a lemon parsley dressing. So number one, uh, it has to taste like lemon and parsley. Uh, it has to taste good because lemon and parsley, you can go wrong with it. And I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, and if it's a dressing to go on a salad or on some roasted vegetables or cold, or cold vegetables, um, it should act like a regular dressing so that people, when you announce to your guests, your family members, your friends, that it's a lemon parsley dressing, uh, they may not necessarily ask you all the ingredients in it, but they do expect it to behave like a dressing. Uh, so it can't be too watery and it can't be too thick, like a glop of something. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and add my lemon juice here. Um, and then I'm going to add my parsley. And the reason I split it in half is because sometimes um, if the parsley is full, you know, it, what happens is, is they, it can get just wound up at the bottom of the blender, um, which is not good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have my ingredients here, my main flavor ingredients. Okay. But if I just blend that, it's going to turn into this very watery kind of a thing. It's also going to be very sour because there isn't enough parsley there to balance out the sourness of the lemon. So for that reason, cashews go in in order to make it creamy, thick, okay? Mm -hmm. Do you measure? Uh-oh, you're frozen. Is it good? It's good. All right. Okay, so I'm gonna blend my ingredients now. Um, and so what I'm trying to accomplish here, again, is a good balance of flavor and a good thickness to the dressing itself. Hang on, Let's push it down here a little bit. 
type of blender is that? That's, it's pretty, it's, it looks, it sounds quiet. <laughs> there we go. You're doing it at slow speed first, and that's, I guess that's... <laughs> nice color too it's like pale green lemon parsley dressing okay so difficulty wise there really is no difficulty you put the stuff in the blender mm -hmm. you turn the machine on and once it's nice and uh, smooth then you're like okay done okay. however the intricate part here is now that I have the dressing made, I'll sort of pour it here with a spoon. So you see how nice and thick it is? Okay. Yeah. So thickness-wise, this has the texture of a dressing. So I have achieved that. Yeah. Uh, but now I have to taste it because I don't want it to be neither too garlicky or too sour mm -hmm. or... You know, I, I want there to be enough flavor. So, you know, I could perhaps have too much cashews and then it just sort of takes away from the lemon and the parsley flavor. Right, okay. Oh, okay. So it is a little sour. Uh-huh. Just so slightly, not, not offensively sour. Um, so I am going to add the rest of my parsley that I had here. And... I'm going to add maybe a couple more garlic cloves. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, I have a little bit of broth here. I don't want to mess with the texture too much. Yeah. But I do want to tame that uh, sourness a bit. So if I add a little bit of uh, vegetable broth, it's going to thin it out a little bit. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to counteract with just a small pinch of cashews. So all that together should lower my acidity. Now, the interesting thing about this is that if you have a any sort of recipe using lemons, you'll never be able to know exactly the acidity of those particular five lemons that you use in that recipe until you actually make it and you taste it and you get it to the right uh, balance. Okay. Um, five lemons today, five lemons a month from now will be different. You know, they might be a little bit smaller, bigger. They might be juicier or less juicier, uh, more or less sour. So it's always very important to taste um, what you're making a couple of times until you actually decide it's exactly where I want it to be. Um, and if you just follow the recipe every single time, it may or it, it may or it may not work. Um, with baking, uh, with sort of doing pastry, uh, that's different because everything needs to be measured accurately. Okay. Uh, but for regular cooking, it's very important that you taste.
So one more time, open the blender, clean spoon, I'm checking the thickness. The thickness of the dressing is still good. Now I taste again. Ah, I don't get that sour puckery effect on my, um, in my mouth right away. And it's still a, you know, a lemon flavor. So I recognize that as a immediate dominant flavor, but it's not overwhelming. It doesn't, um, it's not unpleasant. And then what happens is after that, it's a certain nice um, parsley effect that it's like lemon and there's these sort of waves of parsley. And then in between that, there's these sort of quick spikes of garlic, garlic, garlic lemon, parsley, garlic lemon, parsley, garlic, um, but none of them are overpowering. None of them make you go, oh, too much lemon or too much garlic or too much parsley. The cashews you don't even taste at all. That's uh, mm -hmm. more of a texture, that creaminess. They provide a little bit of a sweetness to this. Um, and so, you know, I'm pretty happy with this. I don't have to mess with it too much. Uh, I ended up, you know, with a good amount a uh, couple cups worth. Um, so I'm happy with it. Um, but again, uh, this guy right here is extremely important when making this because you have to taste. You have to taste as you go along. Uh, because again, you know, going back to that very simple um, basics of, you know, cooking, whether it's regular or plant-based cooking, it has to taste good. Otherwise, there's no use for it. Uh, but if it tastes good, uh, whether it's plant-based or not, people would like, will eat it, taste it, and be like, oh, but this tastes good. You know, I'll, I'll have some more of it. Um, and that's the trick. That's the trick when going to family functions and um, reunions and birthday parties and whatnot. If you bring a dish that is tasty, you know, how can people be mad at you for that? You know, kind of a thing. <laughs> so... So that's my approach. Uh, very simple, um, but you know whether it's again, you know, if you want to try this recipe uh, or any other recipe, uh, you got to taste it. So there's a good balance of flavor, so that no one ingredient overwhelms the rest, and then you're thinking this doesn't taste good, and then somebody can say, well, but it's so healthy for you. I'm like, well, I don't really care. It doesn't taste good, so I'm not going to eat it. Oh, no, that is perfect. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, that's actually one of my favorite uh, vegetables or spices, whatever you call it. Is I'm just a little lazy to put anything in the blender, and sometimes I just eat it. I, I, I can eat without blending anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my style when I'm in a hurry. But I like I like I like all that. And you know, in the Philippines, we eat uh, we use a lot of lemon and a, 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 a lot of garlic as well. So oh, and, there you go. I, you know, I didn't know that necessarily. Um, yeah. My big uh, Filipino food that I, I mentioned. I have some friends from the Philippines. Um, mm -hmm. This is somebody that I went to culinary school with, and she would always make uh, lumpia for. <laughs> for us when we got together and it was so good but um just deep fried stuff i, I don't do anymore 
Yeah. Um, uh, first, back to that, that those ingredients, but that's like, uh, thank you for the twice tip of, because earlier, before we had a tech techno issue, uh, I was asking you if you measure stuff, okay? Because you have your content. But as I as I see you doing it, you're really, you know, that chef from the heart or intuitively and doing that. And so that's why it's good to for people to really see that because some people get too caught up with measuring things. Yeah, you know, and I'll give you some example for, for your viewers who might... Um be very much into precise measurements. If I tell you, you know, you're gonna need two garlic cloves for a recipe. Well, a garlic clove, you might think, well, you know, if I do two of these guys, it might not be enough, you know, this little guy. But if I do two of these other ones, it might be too much. Um, and, and a recipe will not tell you, you know, the precise size of a garlic clove. It'll just say garlic cloves um, or a squeeze of one lemon. Again, a lemon can be different in size. If I'm making a recipe today or next week, if I'm using regular lemons or Meyer lemons, the acidity level is very different. Um, so for me, you know, more important than a recipe uh, is this guy right here taste, taste as you go along, taste as you go along. Because otherwise you will not know exactly when it's just right. That is perfect. That's perfect. Now, do you have any tip for, you know, uh, when you don't have time to go outside and you have certain produce right in your kitchen, what's like the first thing that maybe someone could do and, you know, just come up with a healthy recipe? I think um, one of the big things for me was uh, when I made the switch was making sure that I always have uh, uh, starches at home. So I always make sure there's uh, uh, lots of rice at home uh, and potatoes and um, polenta, which is a cornmeal kind of a thing. Uh, also quinoa, wild rice, uh, lots of beans just so that I can make a um, lemon pepper rice, or I can make a saffron rice, or I can make a um, just the onion garlic rice, or I can make a um, curry, curry rice. Um, by keeping, you know, five different, you know, spices in the, in my, um, in my pantry, um, I can easily have five different uh, starches uh, for any meal and a different spice does not mean I have to cook the rice differently. Okay, so I don't have to know like five different ways of cooking rice. You cook rice the same way, uh, but you flavor it differently. Uh, so it keeps that variety going for you, but it keeps you satiated, you know, <clears throat> make sure that there's enough to eat, you're, you're full. Um, so I always like to say to people, uh, make sure you have enough um, starch in your pantry, for sure. Yeah, that's all. That's perfect, and that's that also resonates to most people who like, you know, that 
that feeling of eating a complex carbs anyway, you know, having that. And in, for the Filipino part, yes, we have basically we tend to have a rice. Now, when I learn more about eating healthy, I don't prepare rice every day anymore because there's just a lot of a lot of other recipes or just a way of eating from other cultures, and that's what I like as well to try those other cultures. And but for the spices, we will always have onion, garlic, and ginger. And, and oh, yeah. let, me add, let me add for lemon. So in almost family's kitchen, we'll have that lemon, ginger, and garlic, and you know, oh, what did I say? Onion. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's basic. And this one, this one, Chef Ramses, my aunt. Uh, oh my, yeah, my godmother, she's back in the Philippines now, but she, when she was still in the United States, so she, mo most Filipinos will cook at home and bring it to work, right? And then right. When, she, when she opens her food, it smells so garlicky, so everyone thinks it's, that she's such a chef. So, so she, she said, that's my secret. I just put a lot of garlic and people think it's so good. It is delicious because I know she can cook. She's really, she can do catering, but just, just the smell of garlic, people like, oh, your food smells so good. So now uh, that's good. Please, please tell us what are the three things that you would not recommend or that's really a beginning or that people overuse as, in, as ingredients? Uh. <clears throat> that you will not recommend? Uh, well, I certainly wouldn't, uh, <clears throat> you know, recommend, uh, let me think. How about oil? The less, um, cooking in general, um, the less oil that you use in your cooking, um, the less salt you, you'll need at, at the end. Uh, what happens is there's, um, uh, a direct relationship between the amount of oil that you use and the amount of salt that you need in order for the food to be flavorful. Uh, so you notice that I did not use um, any salt here. Um, and I can get away with that because I didn't use any oil necessarily. So what I used in um, uh, to get my dressing nice and thick was just natural you know whole cashews which is the whole nut not just the oil in it um if i was back in my regular chef days uh you know the lemon would have gone in yes the parsley the garlic but i would have used a bunch of oil in order to get that um dressing uh thick um so that again it built that it behaves like a dressing but once I do that, then I am sort of bound, you know, and um, obligated in a way to make sure that I add a bunch of salt to it. Um, and what happens is this, when you take a spoonful of a dressing or a sauce or a soup or a stir fry or any dish that's pretty high in oil, um, you put that in your mouth, what happens is the oil kind of coats your taste buds and so therefore the flavor doesn't register as much. And that's why you need that extra salt in order to be able to perceive the flavors. Uh, you'll notice this in um, uh, people, you know, right now maybe 
not so much because of the pandemic, um, but be before the pandemic, you easily might remember going to a restaurant uh, and you're sitting there uh, and you're watching somebody else at, a, at another table and then their food comes and before they taste it, before they you know bite into it, they would grab the salt shaker and add a whole bunch of salt to it. Um, and that is because the food is oily. Uh, you know, restaurants are notorious for using a lot of oil uh, and butter and all the other stuff. And I know because I worked in many restaurants, um, that is the way that you cook with lots of oil. Um, and so what happens is the more oil you need, the more salt you want, and the more salt you have, the more your body sort of develops a uh, tolerance to it. And so that person that's sitting there, you know, adding a bunch of salt to their food before they even taste it, that's because their tolerance to salt has gone up so much that they need all that extra salt in order to be able to taste their food. Um, so my recommendation is always, you know, the, the less oil you use, the better off you'll be because it's a lot less calories and you'll need a lot less salt. Um, and again, you know, now that we are going, yeah, you know, we can make plant taste taste delicious. Um, there's also a way to make it more and more healthy. Thank you. Um, that is a great, great tip, especially um, I didn't really, I, I know that the less oil or even not using oil will be much better. Uh, not just for the because of its calories, but the fact that it can you know it's an uh, it's an inflammatory to our body. Uh, but I didn't really I didn't think of the what it does to the tongue. So and I'm glad I heard that because then it may I will kind of make an experiment. <laughs> not not that I have any oil at home, <laughs> but I would experiment in 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 a restaurant which um, I tend to do less, especially if I don't know the restaurant, um, because it's really like a lot of oil. And then is it, and when you're not used to it anymore, even just the first bite or just looking at it, it's so shiny. <laughs> then, yeah. You know, if, if you ever went to a, an Italian restaurant <clears throat> where they bring you, you know, the, the bread along with the olive oil and the balsamic vinegar, uh, if you ever experience just putting a little bit of balsamic on your little bread plate and then you soak the, the bread on the balsamic and you taste it and you go, oh, you know, balsamic vinegar, that's tasty. But if you did that same thing with the balsamic and a bunch of oil in there, you can hardly taste the balsamic vinegar in there because, again, the oil hits the taste buds and it's sort of like a blanket over them. So... I, will, I don't know if you ever ate it. Sure. Um, I know. I, Italian I will, restaurants. I will for sure um, try that. Uh, uh, yeah, I will for sure try that just for my for my experience. Because many times, uh, you know how you tend to dip into the oil first and then see. You know, I guess because also if you dip into the oil, it would not even absorb that. Balsamic vinaigrette, yeah. And you can do it at home without the without the bread. You know, take a little dish, okay. squeeze some lemon in there. You know, you taste it. It'll be nice and sour as lemon juice should be. Okay. But if you add a bunch of oil to that and do it again, 
you will have a hard time tasting a lemon. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the mechanics of it. The oil coats the tongue and then the flavors don't register. I love lemon. I can put it in any dish. <laughs> like, even in restaurant, that's the first thing I always ask. Can I have please slices of lemon, lemon, lemon. The Filipinos like that. We, we, we like lemon, we like vinegar a lot. Yeah. Um, so what's your plan for the next uh, many more years of Chef Ramses? Uh, the plan right now is, um, as you mentioned earlier, I uh, created my own website, uh, bravopb.com, which you can see here on my jacket. Um, I am in the middle of um, creating online cooking courses. So I've, I've made two of them so far. I am in the uh, process of writing down all the ideas and the, uh, um, the syllabus, so to speak, uh, for a third one, uh, which I'm hoping to be able to film sometime this um, summertime. Uh, you know, with the pandemic, you know, it gets a little bit trickier to sort of coordinate with a film crew. Um, but so that's kind of where, where I'm at uh, right now, trying to put as much information out there, trying to promote as much of the uh, plant-based uh, lifestyle as I can. Um, and it just so happens that we are, you know, happy to learn at home now. You don't have to go to a school. You can, uh, you know, <laughs> jump on a Zoom call, watch YouTube uh, and whatnot. Um, and you can learn a lot about this sort of things uh, and many other things. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at in, you know, the last couple of years and thinking, you know, ahead in the next three to four years, that's sort of where um, the creative juices are going to flow. Um, beyond that, I'm not really sure, uh, but that's sort of, I'm in the middle of a, you call it a five-year plan, so to speak, uh, oh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and your family's eating healthier because of you? Yeah, healthier, you know, they don't eat necessarily super healthy, um, but, if you just share what you do and you don't, you know, lecture them about how healthy it is, you're like, you just tell them, hey, this food is really tasty. If you like to eat it, great. If you don't, you know, I'll, somebody else will. Um, so if you don't put it in a context where they feel like they have to or that you're, you know, lecturing them about it, um, it could just be food. It could just be yummy food that they can enjoy. Have you cooked recently for your grandma or will she allow you to prepare food for her <laughs> yeah um as she's getting older in age she has recognized that uh meat is hard to digest um so she actually doesn't eat much meat at all even though she always cooks it for us um so <laughs> she she's much more likely to eat my food than her own uh, but if I don't eat her food, she gets, she still gets, uh, you know, a bit offended. So it's, it's, it's a funny dynamic. <laughs> but, but it was a, it was a beautiful blessing because you embrace something that was not emphasized much, I believe in the cooking school, right? Was, Correct. And yet now you, you know, just like, just like in any wellness uh, 
uh, treatments or any wellness intervention, you learn a lot outside school. So just like in your cooking, and now it's it's helping you personally and the family. And that's what also I learned for myself. I guess that's why I embrace it because I grew up sickly. So I want something to make me not sickly because now I'm away from, from the, my country. By the way, what country were you born? I was born in Mexico, Mexico City. So um, when when and talking about the in Mexico, one when we were there to visit and I was a vegetarian, I was able to meet someone who had an a chef who can do Mayan cooking, and he they did prepare a delicious um, it's like a stuffed pepper, you know that other not not the bell pepper, it's the different kind of pepper. The poblanos probably. And then they stuffed it with vegetables and rice, and that was that was a delicious fine cooking. So, and so that's why I knew that we have something common for that and recipe. Oh, that's good. And then, yeah, and and then you know, um, just like I believe I I I may have heard it from one of your interviews that your inspiration still comes from your from your food, regular food at home. And so my inspiration too, I have to think like, okay, if I miss something, so I kind of create it. So I'm happy that you have shared many things. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, having been a regular chef, it, it helps me a lot because uh, being able to put together flavor combinations, um, that I've used before, uh, it, it sort of gives me a, a, an advantage, I feel. Um, a lot of times I'll draw inspiration from uh, regular food. Um, for example, I used to make and eat crab cakes before, um, which were delicious. Uh, and sometimes I think people get scared of a plant-based you know, diet because number one, they think, oh, healthy is not gonna taste good. Uh, and two, you know, what am I supposed to eat now? Kind of a thing. Mm. Uh, sometimes regular meals can definitely inspire you. So I make a uh, sweet potato and white bean cakes that sort of resemble that, you know, crab cake kind of thing. So I'm not trying to make them taste like crab cake. I'm just thinking, you know, the plates of the crab cakes there. And how do I make that into a fun and delicious plant-based meal um, that I don't have to say, oh, well, you know, here's a sub for crab cakes. It's just a, you know, delicious meal that was inspired by regular, by a regular dish. Um, and a lot of times that makes people sort Thank of feel more so at much. ease and more, more um, comfortable. This is fantastic. And, um, I wish we'll, you can come back again in the future if you want to, because sure. what I was thinking is, you know, whenever you get time, because I know you have projects, right? So especially when your project is close to, you know, that announcement, I would be happy and to have you. And this time I wanted to do a live stream so that then they can see you right on the spot. On that oh yeah, note. we can do that. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah and i i tend to end i'm going to end with a quantum affirmation i share these quantum affirmations because words are powerful and if people can have that 
inspiration that they could have a good mindset. Because for me, because I have embraced that mindset that I want to be healthy, I want to be healthier when I was sicker. So I said, okay, I will try anything to, to listen to other people's suggestions and teachings. So today, in the, I, I shuffled cards. This is my cards. I have a number of this. And I said, what can I share with Chef Ramses today and for the audience? And so I said, life goals. Perfect. And I say this three times, so I encourage the viewers and listeners to say your affirmation three times in the morning, at noon, and in the evening. And sometimes you can do three more just before bedtime. And it says life goals. I choose to progress in achieving my life goals by carefully and confidently taking one step after another. I'm constantly moving forward to realize my life goals. I choose to progress in achieving my life goals by carefully and confidently taking one step after another. I'm constantly moving forward to realize my life goals. I choose to progress in achieving my life goals by carefully and confidently taking one step after another. I'm constantly moving toward to realize my life goals. So, and, and I thank our audience and please do check out the bravopv.com and you can really um, Google Chef Ramses Bravo. He has an online, strong online presence. And the most beautiful thing with his practice right now is because he, he is devoting a lot of these skills helping people as then um say it again i have to remember the north at no, uh, um true north health center that's where yeah. i work at the true north health center so you see and that that for me when you do something like that it becomes more meaningful you could work harder but you know that you know that's that if one says thank you to you because you have changed someone's life that's like worth more than anything else and yeah yeah so thank you for having me uh, um again you can check out the the web page uh website bravopb.com uh and then you can click on courses to sign up for one of mine uh you can also look me up on uh, youtube i do uh, i have a youtube channel uh it's um bravo plant-based uh, and i try to do about one once a week post something um, you know, all related to this whole thing. Uh, so you can certainly check out those as well. Uh, and uh, thank you for having me. I, I very much appreciate it. My pleasure. So thank you and Mabalos to all our audience and listeners. Do check out quantumnurse.life. You could get your three free videos there that are helpful. And always follow us in the YouTube as well. When I say us, because I'm with Freedom Broadcasters group and we have, we bring a lot of uh, critical conversations. So you could really um, have wise, you know, good information to make wise decision. And so on one of them, uh, you know, is this way of cooking. So, you know, because that's everyday thing that we eat. <laughs> we love to eat. Everyone loves to eat. Marvelous. Right. Thank you.